Hello and welcome to Techno Widget. Yes, okay, great. So we're starting off. Hello, everyone. <laughs> welcome to our, our first public, almost entirely unedited episode. To quickly remind everyone, uh, welcome to So Farscape, a fanful Farscape fancast. And we're going bi-weekly. And so for the off weeks, we thought about what we could uh, what we could do that would still be sort of fun. And we decided that we'd, uh, we'd do what the OG fans did while they were waiting for a new episode of Farscape, which is go Back to the message boards. Yep, and we are will be reading for you uh, Tales of the Uncharted Territories or Uncharted Tales. Ooh, actually, Uncharted Tales sounded great, but now you've said Tales of the Uncharted Territories, and that's... Ooh, I don't know whether that's actually a thing yet. Let's check whether either of those are already copyright encumbered and then come back to Very that. good point. Okay. Uh, so today we're going to be reading a, a fanfic that was recommended to us a, a while ago. I contacted some of the OG fans on uh, on Twitter, including that damned scientist, uh, who gave us a bunch of recommendations, which unfortunately weren't all safe for K. Uh, because they were too far in the future, or at least written at a point where they could have uh, included spoilers. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Like, yeah, I mean, some of them were, I mean, even after the series concluded, there was still fanfic being, uh, being yeah, written. I suppose it makes sense, yeah. But now we've got two seasons under our belts. There's so much that's been written almost exactly where we are in the series. Mm. But for today, I thought we'd start off with something a little fun. A recommendation that he'd sent earlier for a story called Boys and Their Toys by... Ushati? Ushati or Oshati? I'd say Ushati, but... Yeah, we don't know what uh, language group it's from, so... It's from 1999, and it's featured on a website called neon-hummingbird.com, which... I don't know how much longer this is going to be up in the air. I don't know who maintains it because, like, neonhamburger.com is like a, the homepage is for graphic design, and then there's a like something in Flash that just doesn't play anymore, anywhere, oh. anywhere anymore. And somewhere behind that is a whole storage board of fanfics. Is it just fanfics uh, and lots of other stuff? Like they've got okay. a. It's called the Tourist Guide to the Uncharted Territories. Is it all Farscape? At least in the Farscape subfolder. Well, yeah, I don't uh, know whether they've got sense, any you know. any others. Yeah. <laughs> So they've got stuff like like images and cast and it and it seems like a a really nineteen okay. So an unknown number of customers have been taken by TGUT, so the Tourist Guide to the Uncharted Territory since May fifth, nineteen ninety nine. That's how long it's uh, uh, it's been written. Gosh, there's a web ring. There's a web ring at the bottom with like wow. nest style. Are those still do those still exist? I am clicking through right. Uh, sorry, everybody, wait for the fanfic. I'm just gonna click. Oh, yes, that takes you to Ringsurf. There's the Farscape Net community. There's Birgit's Vids, A Taste for Blue. I think this is going to be like its own adventure. A treasure trove. Yeah. The, oh, the uncharted web ring. <laughs> I don't know that we should commit. Well, okay, well, maybe we'll have a quick pre-screening and maybe that'll be the next episode. We'll see. So, but for today, uh, we have for you Boys and Their Toys by Ushati. Copyright 1999. And we're going to do this, like, we've got some practice on the on the Patreon, so we're going to take this, like, one paragraph at a time. And since we can't do excellent impersonations of the actors, I think we just... We're just going to do some voices. Yeah, it's going to be... Most important is that they know that the voices are distinct. Yes, and we'll try for consistency, but we make no promises. I mean, I promise not to try. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> John stared at the object before him. It made no sense. How could it be here? How could it be on Moya in the middle of the uncharted territories? The others sat near him, staring at the object as it sat on the table. They were equally mystified. It was a perfectly ordinary cardboard box. John, I don't understand, said Aaron. Pulse rifle aimed at the box should it become a threat. I I thought humans couldn't come out this far. 
They can, Aaron. This is a human-made car... Oh, no. Okay, okay. They can, Aaron. This is a human-made cardboard box. It shouldn't be here. I have no idea why it would be. Dargo spoke up. The scanner indicated that there were no <laughs> explosives inside. He laid down the scanner on the table. However, I do not trust the scanner in this case. You yourself said that it shouldn't be here, so let's correct that mistake. He reached for his Qualter Blade. <laughs> That's actually a really good Dargo. Oh, thank you. Uh, also well written. Like, that is a proper Dargo response. Uh-huh. John stood and waved his hands at Dargo to make him stop. Whoa, McLeod. Uh, this isn't the time to play Highlander. <laughs> Just because it's a mystery doesn't mean it's a threat. As usual, Dargo had no clue whoever this McLeod was or what this Highlander game was. He let it pass because to do otherwise when John made no sense was to invite mental problems. As Dargo lowered the blade, John relaxed. All we do know for certain is that it apparently appeared out of nowhere on this tabletop. John furrowed his brow. We don't know where it's from or why it's here. And you said that the writing on the side is in your language? English? Asked John. <laughs> English. John corrected. He tapped his whoa. He tapped his forefinger against the box, indicated the scrawled writing that appeared to be written in black marker. And yeah, it is. It says to the Farscape characters with much love, the fans. Oh wow! Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall here. Uh, yeah, smashing it down with a mallet. I don't know why it may be referring to my module crew as characters or who these fans are, but my curiosity is piqued. Mine isn't, unless it's food. This was from Rigel. <laughs> or money, quipped Chiana, staring at the box with interest. John walked over to the box and turned, facing them. I say we open the box. If you guys want to leave the room or something while I do this, you can. They all shook their heads. Okay, muttered John. We're not interested in what's behind door number three, money. We'll go for what's in the box. He pulled at the tape and managed to tear it along the top flaps of the box. Yanking, he was able to open it. He stared at the contents, in shock. Well, there's something I never expected to see out here. Shoveling out a bunch of styrofoam snow, <laughs> he pulled out a letter and what was apparently some kind of inventory list. Rigel grabbed some of the styrofoam and asked John, Is this white stuff edible? Hope was evident in his voice. <laughs> Rolling his eyes, John replied, I don't know, Fluffy. There's a biodegradable version of that stuff, but I don't know if that's it. It's called styrofoam, by the way. It's used as packing material to keep the contents from being damaged. Rigel sniffed the nugget of styrofoam in his small, pudgy hand. Then he popped it into his mouth. Hacking, he managed to swallow the thing. Making a face, he remarked, Trin, that's even worse than food cube. <laughs> John fought a grin, and Aaron reached for the box. The frell with all this dren. What's in... She stopped in shock, seeing one of the contents shift and slide out of the styrofoam into view. Stunned, she began mouthing words, but it took a few seconds for the sound to come out. It's... it's a small statue of me. They're called action figures, Aaron. People buy them so their kids can play with them. And they're kept in little packages like these, with the backboard and clear display area around the action figure. Oh, wait, that was supposed to be Aaron. (laughs) Sorry. it's Aaron. (laughs) She looked at him oddly. John shrugged and nodded. Yup. She, took, she, she shook her head at him. Yours is a very strange species. He hooked his thumbs into the waistband of his pants and squared his shoulders. It's all part of our charm, Aaron. <laughs> Whoever said you're charming, she sallied at him. He blew her a raspberry. <laughs> Anywho, these action figures can come in multiple versions. Aaron's, for example, has its hair falling down to its shoulder. Later on, another version of Aaron's might have its hair tied up in the back. Aaron stared at him incredulously. You mean they can change one minuscule thing about the figure and humans buy another one simply because it has a different hairstyle? 
Or they can have you wearing different clothes. That's merchandising for you. Erin shook her head in amazement. Then she asked softly, They won't make a version of me wearing Calvin's underwear, will they? <laughs> John chuckled. Uh, nope. Not that I mind terribly much, but that would probably be considered inappropriate. Erin released a breath in relief. Uh, okay. Uh, who's this? <coughs> Gosh. Oh, no. I've... I can't cough. We're not editing. Anyway, there's a bunch of these action figures in here, and they all look like you guys. Let me read this letter. Oh. To the Farscape gang, we, the devoted fans of your show, have decided to send you guys some free copies of your figures to thank you for being a part of such a good sci-fi show. John frowned at this, beginning to suspect something, he continued. These toys are to be released soon to the general public, but we wanted to give you the first stab at them. Oh, gosh, this must have been just when the, when the first action figures were I coming out. I guess so, yes. I've never seen one in person. Our friend Seamus has a has a Zan one, I Ooh. think. Yeah, I've I've sort of eyed them on eBay, but we had uh, we had other things to do with mm. our uh, with our kitty. While he read the letter, the assorted members of the Moya crew began reaching into the box and grabbing their respective action figures. Zan looked up from hers and asked, "I'm probably going to regret this, but can you explain what the letter meant?" Well, drawled John. Drawled John. As near as I can tell, these fans think that we're all characters in a TV show. What these action figures represent are the show's creator's effort to make more money by something we all call merchandising. Dargo scowled. So the creators of this show make little statues of us? How do they know what we look like? Or where we are, for that matter? It's a TV show, Dargo. The creators essentially determine what happens to us. They know all this stuff because someone dreamed it up and wrote about it. You mean they control what happens to us? Growled Dargo, rising again. <clears throat> Hard to get out of Dargo once I you're know, into it. but it's, you're doing very well. Growled Dargo, rising again. He looked to be on the verge of hyper-rage. Whoa, whoa, calm down, Mr. Self-Control. This show may just be the fictional representation of our reality. It may exist in a whole other universe or something. Wow. These creators may not control what happens to us. Maybe we determine our own destiny. And these adventures are whatever appeared in the mind of someone from this alternate universe, and he writes them down. Wow, okay. It's very metaphysical. Yeah, Mr. Science Jock is back in action. Dargo gritted his teeth and reluctantly sat. Anyway, the concept is largely human and the writing is in English, so I would guess that the show is made by humans. Rigel shuddered. Now, there's a truly fa- frightening thought. Our exploits chronicled by another one of you, he grimaced. They're doing a really good job of writing these characters' yes. dialogue. John grinned. To know us is to love us. Rigel almost appeared to have a heart attack at that, and John laughed. Dargo pointed to the front of his character's container and asked, Can you read what that says? Sure, replied John. It says Farscape. Dargo looked at him. You mean to tell me that this TV show that roll characters in is named after your place of dre- piece of drenched ship? <laughs> yep. Why? Why not name it Moya? After all, we probably get more use out of her than your little primitive module. John shrugged. Maybe they wanted to name it after the human element of the show, you know, to give the human audience something familiar to relate to. Dargo studied the figure and the implements next to it. He pointed to them. And what is all this? I recognize a pitiful attempt to replicate my Qualta blade, but what is all this other dren? Well, the package says that the long, red, stick-like thing is your stunt tongue. The figure you have has an opening in its mouth. And I think you put the stunt tongue here. I guess they couldn't find a way to put in an extendable version in your mouth. Whew. Are you all right there, Dean? I'm doing fine. Okay. Erin showed John hers. <laughs> what? She's got a stun tongue? Wow. Uh, I can see that the so-called pulse rifle that comes with mine, but what about my prowler? John looked at the inventory list and said, It's in here somewhere. Erin's peacekeeper prowler. 
He rummaged in the box and pulled out a smaller box. It showed a toy prowler with a John figure standing near it, and Erin's figure sat in the cockpit. He pulled it out and handed it to her. They began opening the packages that the figures came in, and figures and accessories clattered to the tabletop. John looked at his and muttered, They didn't make me tall enough. Flipping over his package, Ugh. Flipping over his over the his package, darling. <laughs> flipping over the package, thank you. He read what was written on the back. It was apparently some kind of history file for his character. Turning to the others, he asked them, Okay, so what did all your figures have as accessories? Zahn looked up. Mine seems to only have that glass mask that you broke. Chiana glanced at him. Mine seems to have some lockpicks or something, but the skin's all light green. John walked over to her and looked. Sure enough, the skin part of the figure was painted a greenish color. He recognized that shade and tapped his combat. Whoop! Pilot! Whoop! Yes, pilot. Pilot's image solidified in one of the hologram projection nodes. Turn off the lights for this room. Are you sure that's wise? The others seemed to agree with the question. Yes. The lights dimmed. Gianna's face was visible in the luminescence that came from her figure. It took a second for it to sink in. What the frell is this? I glow in the dark. I glow in the dark. What kind of thief glows in the dark? And stop laughing, John. John had covered his mouth and was losing his battle to repress his laughter. Oh, it was too damn funny. John tapped his badge again. Pal. No, do the... Oh. I did it for you. Sorry. Thank you. Pilot. <laughs> Pilot. Bring back the... Bring back the lights. The light came on and the luminescence faded. John turned to Rigel, still grinning, and asked, So, your royalness, what stuff were you outfitted with? Rigel spoke in a low voice. I have a hover throne and, um... What, what, what? Pestered John impatiently. I got something that looks disturbingly like food cubes. He looked offended. The others began to snigger, and even Zahn couldn't entirely repress a grin. They looked like a mole of some sort of animal droppings. John rushed over to look and stifled the chuckle. The food cubes were made into one amorphous mass and did indeed look like a pile of crap. <laughs> Rigel looked forlorn. Aww. Of all the things that could have been used to show my greatness, why did they have to choose these frelling awful food cubes? I'm starting to sound like Rorf. Yeah, well... He popped, the <laughs> he popped the mass into his mouth and swallowed. Grimacing with distaste, he said, Well, at least one thing about them is accurate. They taste as horrid as their namesake. He shuddered. John leaned against the table, laughing his ass off. The others watched him as he lost his composure and fought to regain it. Zahn pointed to the bottom of her character. Why do they all have holes in their feet and their backs? That's to attach it to things like playsets and stuff. The playsets usually have these little pegs in them that the holes are to be fit on. She nodded and Rigel spoke up. My hover throne seems to have one of these pegs you mentioned, John, but I hate the placement. Oh, why is that? Because the frilling thing seems to be designed to get shoved right up my figure's, um, <laughs> fundament. <laughs> a fundament-filled fancast. <laughs> you mean that the peg has to be forced up your ass? John lost it again. As his laughter subsided, his face was red and tears were in his eyes. Well, that's a change. Usually they put the peg for vehicles in the back. Er, how horrid, exclaimed the dominar. Stabbed in the backside or in the back. Stop it, stop it, cried John, laughing again. This is really good. Dargo looked at his figure with disgust. I'm unsatisfied with mine. The tongue keeps on falling out, he demonstrated, and the red stunt tongue clattered to the table as a result. Also, this lever in the back seems to make mine have some sort of spasm. He flicked the lever and his figure's arm jerked outwards. John was losing the battle against laughter again. 
I think that's its way of imitating you attacking someone. That must have been taken from like Jeremiah Crichton. Way the beginning, the really yes. bad. Oh. <laughs> Dargo looked at him in disbelief. Then, turning to Zan, he threw his arms forward in imitation of the figure's movements. Zan started giggling madly. Dargo and the G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip, said John, <laughs> laughing again. Mine has an equally ridiculous Kung Fu grip, Aaron said. And mine keeps falling over, Chana complained. Yeah, I know. These things never have been really stable. Without the pegs, you can't get them to stand without looking constipated. Erin looked up at him with exasperation, pulling down the prowler box she had been examining. What I cannot understand is all the fact... Sorry. What I cannot understand at all is the fact that people buy these things if they have those flaws, especially if the flaws are as well known as you indicate. John shrugged. I don't know. People just do. She shook her head. Your race needs help, John. Ain't that the truth? (laughs) I know. Aaron opened the prowler box and looked inside, scrutinizing the contents. There was a cellophane bag containing black plastic parts. She pulled out the bag and tore it open. She dumped the parts onto the table, causing some of the others to pick up their figures and stuff. She found what looked like a pamphlet of some kind. Those are the instructions, Aaron, John supplied. She looked at him in irritation. Yes, I figured that out for myself, John. Unfortunately, they're written in your incomprehensible tongue. John came over, and she handed the instructions to him. He scanned the pamphlet, muttering to himself, Enjoy roaming the uncharted territories with the sleek prowler flown by yada yada yada, the coolest in peacekeeper design, whoop-de-doo, some assembly required, oh, swell, blah, 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 dee, blah. He looked at the parts and picked up a small piece of paper. He showed it to Aaron. These are the stickers for it, he explained. If a toy ship has little symbols or whatever, the toy makers usually make little stickers with the symbols on it. Erin grabbed at the stickers and began working one loose with her fingernail. As she occupied herself with the stickers, John picked up his own action figure and held it. He had no weapons, just a small recorder and a helmet to go over the figure's head. Aww. I guess they wanted this John to get his ass kicked a lot too. <laughs> he looked at the figure's face and wondered, does my grin really look that doofy? You wondered that, and not why you have such a bad helmet from the spacecraft. Right, okay, yeah. well, suddenly remembering, John started digging in the box again and pulled out another medium box. Turning it over in his hands, he read the front. Pilot's chamber playset. Oh, no, that's I would be really yeah, interesting. Yeah. Of course he'd get a playset. He can't move apart from Moya. He'd need his own playset. He tapped his combat. Thank you. And called for Pilot. Yes, John. This mysterious package has an action figure for you, too. I'll bring it on down and show it to you. Really? Well, thank you. John left the others to their toys. Pilot was manipulating the controls on his console when John entered the chamber with the box under his arm. Pilot looked up. Is that what the mystery is all about? Oh, shit. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and do it like a sort of Kiwi accent, okay. but apologies. These miniature figures of each crew member, asked Pilot. Apparently, the box came out of nowhere, and we're still trying to understand what the damn thing is all about. Since they don't do... Ooh. Still, since there doesn't seem to be any obvious threat, we're just sort of going along with it, just accepting it, you know? On this ship, that's almost a requirement. <laughs> John laughed. That's true, and then I'd like to admit... John placed the box on the floor near Pilot's console and opened it. Taking out the plastic bag full of pieces, he started trying to put the thing together. Pilot watched in interest as John attached the pilot parts to the base of the playset. With that done, he began inserting the consoles into their appropriate slots. Pilot looked down at the open bag and picked it up with one claw, examining the contents while he monitored Moya. He saw what looked like a bunch of little DRDs. Since he couldn't hold the small little toys with his claws, he attempted to dump a lot of them on the floor. Parts of console, the sticker sheet, and the entire complement of DRDs spilled out. Pilot examined the little replicas and noticed that not one of them was capable of actually doing anything. 
John noticed where he was looking and said, probably just for window dressing, big guy. Window dressing? <laughs> so pilots gone full southern as well? Okay, I no, get, I like sorry. it. I like yep. it. Decoration to make the chamber look more real. Ah. Pilot looked at his replica, which was now attached to the console base. They didn't get my good side. John laughed. Yeah, I know. They never do. <laughs> oh. Pilot picked up the empty box the playset had come in. This doesn't have the entire chamber built, just my console and the immediate area around it. There's always something. John picked up the sticker sheet and began applying them to the console surface of the playset. When he finished, he handed the entire playset to Pilot with a flourish. Voila! Whatever that means. Pilot gingerly grasped the playset, carefully holding its bottom edges in two of his claws. Fortunately, everything seemed to be attached to everything else. Using another claw, he moved the arms of his figure and imitated the motions of running the ship. He seemed to be totally engrossed. Looking up, he spoke to John. Well, I think this is a very kind gift that I have received from absolute strangers. Thank you for bringing it down here. John, would you please put it where all the other so-called action figures are? I cannot use it while I'm monitoring Moya right now, but perhaps you could bring it to me during a quiet time? Sure, no sweat. John picked up the playset with all its pieces and walked out. Pilots continued to operate Moya. He felt strangely moved by the playset. It was as if someone had made a statue to commemorate him. No one had ever done that before for him or any other pilot. He was deeply oh. touched by the gesture, as oddly as its circumstances seemed. That's so sweet. Yeah. I wonder if they actually made a pilot playset. Ooh. No huh. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> John returned to the room with the others. It's not even specified which room it was. Do we even know? Like Probably command. Command, right? Or the Because they've got the big table there. Mm. Oh, center chamber, maybe. Mm. Returned to the room with the others and watched in amusement. Erin had finished with her prowler toy and was busy examining it. Dargo finally had managed to make the stun tongue attachment stay put and appeared rather pleased with himself. Chiana sat glumly, muttering to herself about glowing in the dark. Zan seemed to be attempting to make her figure sit in that meditative position that she used. Rigel had wound up the wheels on the bottom of his toy's hover throne and had watched it roll across the table to fall on the floor. Everyone seemed to be having a good old time. John went over to the box and reached in for the last object. It was a small box that advertised a Farscape communications badge. <laughs> Apparently, the badge was the size of the real ones, but it had a series of pre-recorded messages that you could listen to by pressing a button at the bottom. Hear Ka Dargo as he speaks like a warrior, or listen to the tough-as-nails Erin Sun when she makes it clear who's the boss. <laughs> there seemed to be responses for all the crew. John opened the battery compartment on the back of the badge and inserted the two double A's that came in the box. Snapping it shut, he pressed the button. Warrior to warrior, I vow one day I will kill you! The quality of the recording was so-so, but that was unmistakably Dargo. Dargo looked at the toy badge. What the frell is that for? It's made to look like our combat, Dargo. You press this button and it plays a message featuring one of you guys, John replied. Dargo placed his figure in the center of the table, moving its arms in what looked like an attack stance. Play it again, John. John pressed the button. Sorry, that was mine still. Oops. One mip-pipi. Two mip-pipi. Uttered the box. <laughs> what? Roared Dargo. The others tried in various ways not to laugh, and Dargo turned red with embarrassment. Reining in his hyper-rage, he simply shrugged. Erin placed her toy on the table with a similar stance and urged John to press the button again. She gives me a woody, said Erin's voice from the box. She <laughs> sighed. Turning to John in exasperation, she accused, You made it say that on purpose, John. No, I didn't, strawberry shortcake. It just says something at random. To illustrate, he pushed the button again. You are the most bizarre creature I have ever met. 
The boxer chosen Aaron again. See? asked John. She nodded and said, While I don't understand the point of that thing, I do agree with the sentiment. You are strange, John. Your race becomes even more difficult to understand as time passes. John began pressing the button, listening to a random shuffle of responses voiced by each member of the crew. Yes, mother. Press. Mud is mud. Press. Crichton has an idea. Oh, did you say Crichton? Delvia Cheatham. Followed by Delvian swear words. <laughs> Press. Well, someplace else. I'll get back to you on these specifics. Press. I did wash it. Well, I think I did. Press. I don't snatch. I procure. Well, I do. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I do, says Rigel spoke up. Your turn. Oh, press. Soft, yes. Weak, no. Press. Why was Spielberg ever wrong? Press. Please prepare for immediate starburst. Press. Dargo's long swearing rant when they had encountered the Sheyang. Press. You can be more. Press. Oh. Choose your allegiances carefully. John put the toy badge on the table and said, Well, since you all are busy playing with yourselves, I'm going to bunk out. Good night, or whatever it is now. He headed for his quarters. I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> Later on, John was walking through some darkened corridors of Moya, musing about the unbelievably weird day that all had. The action figures came out of nowhere, and John really didn't know what to think about them. It had been a bizarre day, even for his crew. He paused, listening. Was that a voice he heard? No, that's still not right. Erin, soft, it was coming from her quarters. He moved as quietly as he could towards her open door. Peeking around the corner, he was greeted with an unexpected tableau. Aaron was dressed in her black top and the white Calvins that he knew were his. He didn't mind because she looked a hell of a lot better in them than he did. Debatable. Uh, anyway, he stared, mesmerized, at the white cotton as it clung to her butt. He held his breath. She moved and looked down at something on a small table near her bed. John tried to see past her, but he couldn't. She was blocking the way. Not that this was a problem, because he had found that Aaron was very easy on his eyes. Mm. He saw her reach down and make an adjustment to whatever it was on the table. Then she stepped back slightly to look at it from a long view, and he got a glimpse of it. It was Aaron's action figure. It was standing on the desk with a toy pulse rifle in one hand. She had been posing it, trying to figure out which stance looked best. She reached down again and moved the pulse rifle arm upward just a tad. That's almost right. Still doesn't look quite badass enough. Then she picked up the Prowler toy and began making firing noises. <laughs> pew pew! John grinned in the darkness and crept away, listening to her critique her toy figure. The end. The end. Oh, I really like that. <laughs> that was a fun story, yes. God, this must the have The entire be... crew playing with themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Boys and their toys. Gosh, okay, so this was in 1999. I wonder if the, the, the action figures had come, come out then. I don't remember anything about anyone being... Uh, 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 glow in the dark, and why would they make Shana glow in the dark? What makes that like? Well, you know how sometimes like some choices are made in these toys, and like true, I don't know, high concept or whatever. Which one do you think you'd want? I would probably either the Prowler or the yeah, yeah, probably the Prowler. You know, you know, yeah, that would be the coolest one. Yeah, that's something that you can you can display and actually right. sort of play yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, I'll, kind of agreed. Mm. Uh, okay, well, thank you for joining us for our first foray into the tales of the Uncharted Territories with the Uncharted Tales. We'll see which side we land on. We hope you enjoyed it, and join us next week as we start Season 3. Mm, episode 301. 
sixth season of death. Ooh. We don't like, really have an outro for this, so just, no. just like well, just, just wave. Gonna peter off and yes, like <laughs> wave to our audience. We're waving to the bye. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>